Hi, this is Jennifer. I'm Elizabeth. This is Amanda. And I'm Jasmine. And we are the Sisters Collective. We invite you to pull up a seat and join our family meeting. Hey, y'all. Hey. 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 We're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, what's Welcome up? What's back. up? We are back for some more episodes. What's going on with What's going on with us? What's going on? Season Did you guys miss two. us? Season two. Season, season two. two. Season two. Well, we are back for season two. Can you believe it? We are already at season two. I cannot. Yes. And I hope y'all caught up. Yes, I hope you caught up. Some of you are still catching up, and hope you used a little bit of the break that we were on to get caught up. And um, we are going to do a bit of a wild card episode today, answering some listener letters. And speaking of new seasons and things of that nature, today actually starts something called Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. And um, after the first two days, it's 10 days of what is called the time of awe or time of atonement. Um, a time uh, of refreshing and renewal and repentance, which ties kind of right into one of our our previous segments called The Yard Sale, where you intentionally find something that you need to do away with, right? So we're going to start this episode with our yard sale. What is it, ladies, that you want to do away with? Something, some portion of repentance or something that you need to renew or maybe do away with going into this new season, this new year. Not just the new season for the podcast, but this new season of where we are in our lives. Mm. Can y'all feel the newness all around? I do. I mean, not only is it fall, like like the season of fall typifies newness. Absolutely. But also just the newness that we feel in our souls. And so let's kind of talk about, start the episode. We're talking about some things we want to kind of renew our minds and or Mm. redo or throw away some new things that we want to walk into so i'll start off with something that i know that i need to really get together is really to focus on on my health and on my Mm. weight and really because it's something that i've just let go and Mm. it's okay It's okay. Go. And, and I, I know I have a lot of people who depend on me being healthy. And if I'm not healthy, then I feel like I have let a lot of people down. So I cannot continue with a, just allowing my health to go and not be concerned about, you know, just blood sugar and... um. All the, because I don't want to be another statistic because of we've allowed just unhealthy eating and unhealthy living. And, and that's something that I know this, I have to get myself together. And um, I'm emotional about it because it's something that you see on a daily basis that you can do. You you know, you, ha- you can go walk. You yeah. can eat better. You don't have to eat. McDonald's and eating all this bread and carbs and <clears throat> all those things because that's not healthy. But we choose to continue to make decisions that are not healthy for us. And then it's like, am I going to lose a leg first before Ooh, I really decide wow. to change? My it's Lord. not. It's truly not worth it. So that's something that I know this day that I have to make a change with my eating and with just me being 
more conscious about my health and and so that's something I'm making a, a change with starting today. Now that's real. That, that is so is, real and so and powerful. I, I think even um I think even as a family and as sisters that's something we can maybe work on together. And yes. I'm so why glad don't, you why said don't we that. work on that I'm, together? I'm glad okay? you started off with that, Jen, because that's something that I'm also in the process, you know, my entire pregnancy I didn't work out at all. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like in this process of like, okay, I, I wanna start back working out and start back doing that. But I'm like, oh, well, I need a accountability partner. I have three accountability partners right here. And mm-hmm. I should have been... We can do this together. I should have been looking to you guys to, to, to start that process. And we can help each other. We can do we, this together. We can absolutely do this together. We can do this together, for sure. I mean, I have weights in my, <laughs> on my back patio. Jabri reminds me... Every time I'm like, oh, I need to work out. He's like, you got right there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know, mm-hmm. I know, I know. But I need somebody to work out with. Listen. Right. We we can always do this together. So, so we're going we're gonna to get this going. October yeah. 1st is, is, is in two days. And I think at the beginning of October, maybe the next three months, if we literally get consistent and get serious about it for the next three months. Um, it's October tomorrow. 1st. It's tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> my bad. I was like, this is my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm still thinking about Rosh Hashanah starting on Tuesday. Yes, it is. Yeah. It was two days. My bad. So that's tomorrow. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to figure this thing out. Yes. But I think that is something we can do together. together. And see, guys, this is what family meetings are about. Absolutely. Like being accountability for one another in things as personal as this. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have family members, uh, health conditions, and. Uh, high blood pressure, heart disease runs mm-hmm. in our immediate family mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of those things are directly related to eating habits, mm-hmm. our, our intake, our diet. Mm-hmm. Those are things we can control. We are not at the financial status where we can't afford to That's eat right. healthy food. Right. Right. We, we, right. Even if we... Now, we don't necessarily live in food deserts because we have the capacity to drive and get food from wherever we want to get food mm-hmm. from. Yes. So that doesn't impact us. Right. This is something we can absolutely do together. control. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we can do together. So I think mm-hmm. we need to put a plan around it. Yes. And maybe we'll publicize that plan and get you guys to join in with us. Absolutely. But this is yes. something for the next three months, no October, November, December, if, let's just be very consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I guarantee you, I, I'm, the, the change, we'll see the change. With consistency, yes. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And we could absolutely put it on coffee and conversation. There you go. Yes. 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 I'll take y'all to hot yoga. some coffee when you're doing this. Yeah. (laughs) Or just on coffee and conversations discussing our weight loss or just the transformations that we had. Speaking of coffee and conversations, we have started a YouTube series. Yeah. So while you're listening to this, if you, you want to pause and then go to YouTube and find us, uh, The Sisters Collective, mm-hmm. on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe and like and listen to our intro um, po- uh, video there. And then just come on back over and finish listening to this. How about that? How about yes. That? How about that? Right. <laughs> Who else has something to throw away? Yes. Yeah, so for me, I don't know if I have kind of like shared with you guys that just lately I felt like God has really been dealing with me and really like just helping like me focus so i think in this season um one of the things i'm definitely going to be focusing on is just just hearing from god and what he has for me in this next season of my life just being more focused and intentional like with my family because i'm so busy um so just 
for me just really being focused so that's for me i'm just going to be focusing more um on just being reflective and doing things better for myself as well as for my kids that's cool nice yep, yep what yep. you got jazzy um mine is like right along with what jen is is in the midst of um because i i definitely like i said before i did not work out at all and for me that was something that i i did very regularly before i got pregnant and i had gotten to what for me and for my body type my size and everything was really small mm -hmm. i was very very when i look back on pictures i was like i think unhealthily skinny and even though on the outside it's like you're oh you look like you're so healthy and it's like oh yeah that's great but i i look back on those pictures and i'm like how did y'all not tell me that I was so skinny. No, but we you, didn't know that that's right. not what you wanted. Right, yeah. right. and that, that wasn't. So when like, you got pregnant, you didn't say, oh, I'm thick, I was you like, loved it. I, I, I loved it, and I didn't try to maintain any kind of fitness or any, like, a healthier lifestyle. I was, I was still eating healthy. Like, that eating wasn't the problem. It's just a matter of working out. And so I realized during the pregnancy that I loved the weight. I loved having weight on me I got up into for my size I'm 5'7 before pregnancy I was 125 pounds that's small that was really small mm -hmm. at the top of my pregnancy I was like 176 pounds and but I was, you didn't look unhealthy at all no, no at, not all. at all not and at so all. and so that let me know because I felt great in my pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That let me know that I was way too small before I was pregnant. So I think maybe what we can do, especially with, since all of us are kind of um, going to go on this health journey together, Absolutely. we need to set our intentions yeah. so that we can hold each other to our yes. intentions. Because I didn't know that that wasn't the size you wanted to be. I thought you were working out because at, at one point you were doing the fitness modeling like the. I, so right. I didn't know that you didn't want to be that size. It, it right. Looked, it looked, I, I was thought trying to gain weight. Yeah, you, you told I was me, but to I didn't weight, know. But it just wasn't, it wasn't sticking. It wasn't like whatever I was doing, even though I was eating a lot, I was doing, I was doing the weightlifting to maintain like what I was eating, but I was losing so much weight. And I got down to 125 was the lowest that I had been since I was in high school. Shameless plug. My trainer is the bomb. Not because just because he's my trainer, but because of where I was when I started with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I can say that I don't I don't have any any qualms about it. I went to him when I first went to him February of twenty seventeen. Um, I'm five two, five three when I wanna be, right? <laughs> and I was a smooth three hundred and ten pounds mm. on a five two frame. And what impressed me the most is that, number one, he, although he's in great shape now, he has not always been. He's not one of those people that came out of the womb in a, in a, in a fitness body. Mm -hmm. He watched himself get unhealthy and then got himself into a healthy state and began to help other people do it. I never once felt embarrassed about my size. I never once felt um, like he was anything other than completely supportive of where I was. And he's watched me through seasons mm -hmm. of my health. Um, 
and he's not just a trainer. He also is, is knowledgeable about nutrition. So when it comes to someone like you who wants to gain weight, he can help you with that because right. what it takes to lose weight is not what it takes to gain right. weight. Exactly. And you have to have people who know how to do that. Right. So perhaps maybe the four of us need to go see him yeah, or have a session with him so that he can individually set up plans for us. He's already working with me. But maybe the four of us, that can be something he can walk with us through. It doesn't mean you have to use his gym, but maybe if you can, it wouldn't hurt. But shameless plug, House of Sweat is the bomb. Mm -hmm. House of Sweat Orlando.com. If you're looking for a trainer, shameless plug. But for me, were you finished? Yes, I am. Mine is kind of a combination of the two. Um, I had already been on the journey. Kind of got off of a little bit during like last year when things just kind of... Uh, mentally were a little strained, mentally emotional strain from um, when I started really coping with that death. It was taking a bit of a toll. As you're working through it, it just gets rough. Yeah. Um, I was coming out of it, coming out of the, the stressful part of it, but as you're coming out of it and going through it, it's taking its toll. And coming up to like Christmas, which was right around the anniversary of her death, mm -hmm. I really wasn't eating well. I was just, it was holidays, so I just kind of let it go and end up gaining about 25, 30 pounds of the 60 that I had lost. Mm. So my intention is to lose that 30 back mm -hmm. by my birthday, which is next month. I absolutely can do it. Absolutely. Um, so those are my intentions. But one of my intentions is also what you said about um, drawing closer um and being very intentional about my pursuit of the presence of God. Um, so as a woman of faith and a minister of the gospel, that's something that I'm going to be attentive to. Um, lots of new and exciting things that are going to be happening for me this month, and I'll share that with you guys as it's coming up. But um, I, too, like Amanda was saying, I'm going to be doing some intentional things to draw closer to, to God, specifically more word time, more worship time. Um, more time uh, in, in the Bible, but also more time in prayer because yes. I know that that's what I'm called to as a minister of the gospel. Yes. I have to be equipped inwardly. My spirit has to be more in tune with what he's saying so that I have something to say. Um, but I don't talk with God just so I have something to say. I talk to God so that I'm better. Um, so mine kind of goes with what both of you guys are saying. Health, got to get that together. Mm -hmm. I've already gone started going back to the gym last week. And I'm going to continue that. Mm. And then I'm going to get back to the practices and the principles of my faith that I, <clears throat> you know, sometimes just kind of let them slip because life happening, you know. Right, but I got to get back to that. The seriousness of that has to return. Absolutely. All right. So that's all, all right. our trash. Yes. Yeah, listen, listen. Lightning the note and letting it go, huh? We got real Listen, okay. listen, listen, listen. It be like that sometimes. Listen. But listen, that's what Rosh Hashanah is about. It's about the time of awe and time of atonement and letting things go. Mm -hmm. And that's what family meetings, and that's what family is for, yeah. period. Yeah. You know, to period. be able to um, pull you up and help you through those moments. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so easy to forget when you are going through something that you have, like Jasmine said, like you have these people that you mm -hmm. talk to mm -hmm. um, and that we're here, you know, to help you through whatever it is that you're going through. So that's yeah. amazing. So those of you... Hopefully, you guys have started your family meetings and started connecting with your family. And if you have, let us know. Yes. Yeah, let us know. We would your feedback on that. We yeah. That. How cool would that be? Absolutely. That right. would be dope. Speaking of that, we have some Listener questions. letters. Yes, Who wants it. to start? Um, some of them, we have some listener letters from Instagram. We have some that came to us personally. Uh, some okay. to our email. Yes. You want to start with the ones that were emailed to us? Yes. Okay. 
Hi, you guys. So some of the questions were, how did you know it was time for you to take your talents elsewhere? When mm. you guys, and I don't know if that was specifically maybe for Elizabeth and Jasmine, when you decided to transition out of the everyday, like brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was like job advancement opportunities. How did you know it was time for you to take your talents elsewhere? I can start, I guess. Okay. Um, so for me, I was a substitute teacher for four years. And I did not go to school for education, but I had just come back from like I just graduated and was going to school for I went back to school to try to get another degree but I knew in my heart that I'm a photographer and I wanted to do that and so after several years you know in education trying to like okay decide do I want to go full-time education and be like an art teacher or do I want to just go freelance and do my own business um, it was that fourth year as a sub, um, I decided like, you know what, I can't sit on this gift that I have any longer. Um, I knew that I wanted to do something other than like portraits, although right. I love doing portraits. Um, it's <coughs> like, you're either going to, there's a, like amazing portrait photographers, but they also do more editorial. They do yes. other things like, um, like Joanne, like her, she's, she's amazing. Like mm -hmm. I love, I love her stuff. I love looking at her work online, but she also has magazine model connections. Yes. Like that's a different aspect. Celebrity connections. Um, I'm just starting out. So I'm like, Oh, oh I ain't got it like that. <laughs> um, then you have people like Stacy who do branding photography. There's, that's something very specific. If you find your niche, you go with your niche. I, at that time, I was looking for opportunities. I was in the process of thinking about moving to Atlanta. Like, maybe I knew two people up there. Like, maybe I can move and get started in that industry up there. But that would have been a, a long process in itself. So I looked for opportunities here in Orlando. And that just so happened to be real estate photography. And I found my niche. Yeah. And if you find your niche, whatever that may be, and maybe you have to do both of those things at the same time, because that's what I did. I had to start kind of, okay, I'm a sub, but I also want to do these port these uh, real estate photos, but I need to do that during the day. So I kind of started slacking back on the days that I was available. The more I was able to do the real estate photos, then I, okay, I, I, can't, I can't be a sub on this day. I need to do as many properties as I can. And the more... Um, clientele I got as a freelance the more I was unavailable as a substitute teacher so I literally had to work both of those until one became more than the other so that was became your main gig and right. that's exactly what I was going to say there is absolutely nothing wrong with keeping your nine to five while you build your hustle mm -hmm. so yes. I agree with a lot of what Jasmine is saying my story was very similar to what hers was um, when I first started, I was working a nine to five as well. And when I got fired from a job, that's how my business started. Mm -hmm. But even after that, I went and I happened into education after I had started my business mm -hmm. as a tutor. And the moment I stepped into a classroom, I literally knew that I had found my place. Mm -hmm. And even then... I stayed in the classroom while I was building my business. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with allowing, allowing your nine to five 
to fund your business ventures. Absolutely. Um, so how did I know when it was time to completely walk away? When what I was making in my hustle was paying me more than what I was making nine to five. Or when my heart was more inclined to what I was doing after work than it was what I was doing while I was at work. Yes. Um, when you're paying more attention to what you have to do when you leave work than you are what you're doing while you're at work, it may be time for you to set some things up so that you can do that all the time. Because mm-hmm. it's important that you love what, you, what you're doing and that your heart be in everything that you're doing. And my heart was always in the classroom, still is. I'm back in the classroom, but I'm back in the classroom as a business owner contracting to do work in the classroom. So right, right. I still didn't have to choose. So how do you, what was your question? Yeah, how do but you... literally, um, how did you know it was time for you to take your talents elsewhere? But also <clears throat> goes with the next question was, how is your gifts made room to advance? Oh, yeah. Well, I think so, that kind of answered answer it. Answer, yeah. I think we kind of answered that. Yeah. yeah, and also I can add one more bit to that, to that second part mm-hmm. of that question. is like, now um, I'm a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the real estate photography gave me vision to be like, I'm helping all of these people with these photos, sell these million dollar houses, why can I not help myself and get a commission check? Okay, there we go. Amen. There you go. (laughs) And I think we answered our other question, will there be special guests on the podcast? Yes, there will. Oh my gosh. So This month, actually. Yeah, so it's perfect timing. So, as you all know, um, we had two family members that passed away from cancer. And October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, this month we are going to have four amazing guests that are going to share their stories. Um, One as a, a caretaker someone as a um, breast cancer awareness um, professional to help you give you information about resources also to um, breast cancer survivors okay mm-hmm. um so we want to share all that information with you so when you ask whether there be special guests absolutely yes, there will be um so we're super excited that we're actually starting um our new, you know, season of episode, with, episodes yeah. with those individuals. Season two. Season two. Whoop, whoop. So, Jen, you had some questions, too? Okay, we have a question from one of our Instagram listeners. And the question, first question, what are some of the family things that you think all families should do? That's immediate family, as in household, and extended family. So, that's including cousins, aunts, and uncles. I think one thing that we've gotten away from is dinner time together. Yeah. One thing that yes. what that helps because it gives you a chance to really, especially if you have young children, it gives you a chance to really um, hone in on where they are mm-hmm. um, emotionally, checking in with them, um, making sure that they are aware and growing and that they, you need to be able to figure out where their, where their minds are, where their hearts are. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, that gives you a chance to really kind of not dig, but but get a feel for where they're where they're where they are and and kind of shape their personalities because if you don't do that the world will and um but even if you're just it's just a husband and wife it's that's time to sit and talk um mm-hmm. really check in with Daily each other check-in. see how your days are going see where your hearts are see where your passions are lying just kind of checking in so family time around the dinner table is crucial um and i think it's something we've kind of gotten away from a little bit with the hectic schedules and then People just kind of doing their own little thing. And well, we were created for community. And I think if we just get back to more communal style living sometimes, it, it will help. So for I mean, indi- your, your immediate family, doing as much dinner time and activities, even outside of dinner time, doing more activities together. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think that say. would help. Yeah, I was exactly going to say that. I was going to say, um, so for my family, we 
make sure that we do like a high and a low. So at dinner time or in the car time, making sure that we are. So what is something great that happened to you today? Like what's something that, you know, didn't happen to me? So always making sure that you're checking in. But game night, like if you can, with your immediate family, have game night. Because that high low thing was important. And we want to make sure they understand how that works. Okay, yeah. Say that. Go back to that. So um, in my family, we do at dinner time, um, we do this thing called high low. So we want to know what was something high that was amazing that was like outstanding in their day. Like, mommy, I want an art contest or something as simple as like, not simple, but I got an A on my test or the teacher chose on me and I knew the right answer or something that really made them feel really great right. um, that they want to share with you. Then um, they also, also do a low. Then they also do a low. It's important because sometimes kids like to tell you they're high or they might, you know, might have a kid that want to share you their lows, but they don't necessarily tap into their highs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what is something good? So then we, you know, know what what happened to you today that's something what I fell mulch got in my eye you know just anything that's something that happened that to them wasn't something that was like one of their amazing things but it was something that is a lesson that they could learn mm-hmm. so um of how to like socialize or you know well I fell and nobody helped me up well did someone see you or whatever if you if someone fell and you saw them would you help them up yeah you know so just all those things like you said but Elizabeth about shaping people's personality also at dinner time it teaches them how you should act when you actually go out to a restaurant yes so because that's so important um so it teaches that Teaching manners yes you know etiquette. right that's so important so and that and then game time like our kids love Friday night we've kind of gotten away from Friday night we now do it on Saturdays but um making sure that every week we have a game night they get to choose their game each one of them have two sons they choose the game that they want to play and that also teaches them how to lose which is important yes. Yes. um how to win yeah and a generation where everybody gets trophies even if they lost that's everybody just not that. that, that's that not kind reality. of that that's not reality. reality they're going to face so right. they need to be taught how to lose fairly right so i would say spending time together making sure that you're connecting at the dinner table i would agree and then also having like a game night or just having that time where you can do something and if you have like little ones like if you can go to like mommy and me classes or just parenting classes taking your kids outside like just spending so much time with um with your family and if it's just like and also you know for those couples out there have take time away from your kids okay like please strengthen your core because you are the unit so you need to strengthen your relationship so i think that's outside of being mom dad make sure that you are being couple yeah because the stronger you the stronger your love life is the better you are going to be the better you are to each other, the better you're going to be able to be to your children. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not married, and I know that. Absolutely. And that also ties into, I'm sorry, and that also ties into, like, self-care. I believe that was yes. another question. Yes. So making sure that each part, each individual people in the family, they're doing something to take care of themselves. Yes. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Not being in a selfish way, but just make sure if you need to go walking, you take time for you to go walking. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also um, important for, like, your extended families, cousins, aunts, uncles, to... Find things that you can do to, together. Yeah. Even if it's yeah. just, you know, once or twice a year where everyone can come together and just do different activities because I think we've gotten away from that. Yeah. Um, Remember we yeah. used to, every Thanksgiving, we would meet in Oakland in front of my, our grand, grandparents' home and literally we would play kickball, kickball in the middle of the street. <laughs> yes. And we did it so often that the entire neighborhood knew that's what we're doing. So much so that even the police, would not, they off. would not drive through our right. gate. They would ride around. Right. So the whole family, I mean 
aunts, uncles, cousins, friends of ours, everybody. drunk uncles, everybody, everybody played kickball. Everybody. everybody played kickball. And our grandmother would be sitting right there and at least once a year. She, she got, got hit, hit in the face with the ball. Because she was going to watch us play kickball. And so those kinds of things knitted our family together in such a way yeah. that the younger ones of us are still very, very close. But it's something we got away from as life just kind of happened to us. But it's yeah. something that we're very conscious now to try to rebuild. So yeah. last year for Christmas, one of one of our greatest memories is the what used to be the younger cousins was, was us got together. We're now the adults that yeah. hosted a pajama uh, what was it? A onesie party? A yes. onesie Christmas party. And it was, what, it was what amazing. Was, what was the gift game? Elephant? White elephant. White yeah. elephant. Yeah, that, was that was amazing. Was a, that was my first time. That was, was awesome. amazing. That was awesome. So, so just building that up, you know. Intentionally everyone. making, intentionally doing things where you invite the whole family together. Yes. So that there are, are, are um, times where your whole family is together pulling away because you you have cousins having children and you don't even know the children and right. then you've had children and the the, and the two sets it. of cousins don't know each other right but you two sets of cousins y'all grew up together but y'all children don't know each other they should be growing up together too yes. absolutely yes. so absolutely. in order for family to really know family family has to get together and do family right yes, yes. yes. so that's one thing do we have other questions yeah what was your other question Amanda no that was it, it was you so we also have a very loyal listener that sends in questions and let me find it here he uh let's see he has sent some questions way back from episodes one two three <laughs> let me find a question that i want to ask let's see here <laughs> and just in case while while liz is looking up that question just in case you hear any coos yeah and and ahs we have a little guest in the building. The littlest one. The littlest one. The like. littlest sister podcaster. <laughs> we have baby Arden in the building. She is sitting right here. She was asleep for the first part, but she just woke and up. And she was like, yeah, I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm done. So um, so she's up and... She's all bright-eyed. Hi, mama. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> so this question came directly to my text, which was about the relationship episode. Um... Don't know, can't remember which number. Episode two, I believe it was, where we talked about relationships and talked about the, the stages of womanhood. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Okay, the womanhood episode. And he <coughs> he was saying here, the three stages described were interesting to hear. Just listening to how you all function as women and what stage you were in is super cool. The transparency is great. I want to be, I want to be whole whether he finds me or not. He was quoting something that we said in the podcast Mm. and he said man females need to hear that however i feel like in a woman's journey to being whole and living in that space of wholeness females can tend to come off as unapproachable Mm. or like like jennifer said he's he's literally naming names of who said what yeah or like jen said i'm above needing a man i agree um that a woman shouldn't or can't intimidate a man as i said he's talking about me but they can push men away, then be mad when they are single. But anyway, so this is his thought. Yeah, okay. So he's basically saying <laughs> that okay. we can come off sometimes unapproachable. The independence in us can come off as unapproachable. And as if we don't need a man. And, and I said something about um, a real man can't be intimidated by a woman. Right. Um, he said, but that can push them away. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be single and we'll be mad. He said, I love the phrase, plan for marriage. Um, that's true. People do not gather the right tools before they get married. And he's saying, I, and I'm a millennial, and I've seen some of my friends marry and divorce, and that makes me want to definitely plan when that time comes. Then he gave a question. We t- were talking about Lexi TV, how she mm-hmm. kind of ended her 
right? They went to Jamaica mm-hmm. to get married, and in marriage counseling, they decided to cut it off. Something happened in the in the marriage counseling that it didn't sit well with her, and because she had a standard, she wouldn't fall below that standard and called it off. So he asked me, um, did they break up or did they just call off the marriage? Well, to answer that question, I don't know. It doesn't appear that they're together because I don't see pictures of him um, on the page at all anymore. What if? What if things are not aligned to get married after going through the counseling session? Did they decide to work on those things or end everything? Again, I don't know the specifics of it, but I do know she did not end up getting married to him. She said, what would you all have done? He Mm. said, Mm. what would you all have done? Had you gone through all this engagement, public engagement, Mm. you're a public person, you have a public persona, you've gone through this engagement, you get to the wedding, (laughs) to the wedding the uh, place where you're getting married and you have another counseling session and something comes up that shows that the two of you aren't aligned. He's asking, what would you have done? I'll start off answering that with saying, knowing what I know now, I would call it off and wait. Um, Because I can just look at my own um, situation. I think that I stepped into something before I was ready for it. Mm. And then there were some things that I needed to fix about Jennifer um, before I joined with someone else. So um, I can't put any blame on the relationship ending on anyone else because I have to look at within myself first. So knowing what I know now, I would say we're going to call it off. Mm-hmm. We're going to wait till we're ready. If you're not the person, we're going to keep looking <laughs> until I find the right person. Um, but I also don't want to come across for those independent women who often come across strong, like we don't need a man. It's not that you don't, you don't want to come off that way. It's just your position sometimes dictates, yeah. dictates how you act, but and it can come across to other people as if you have this wall up. Um, to anybody, don't say anything to me, <laughs> don't touch me, don't look at me, but that's not what you're actually saying. And so now you have to work on that inner person to say, that's not what I want, that's not what I want to display, and that's right. not what I want to see. So that's something that you have to work on. Yeah. I would say the same thing. Like, literally before you said that, Jen, I would be like, the old Amanda would have said, oh, you know, we'll we can fix it, out. it. we'll fix mm-hmm. it. Shout out for that. No, oh, no. what I, the new me would say wait, is, baby, wait. listen, so I would, um, I'm also like a pleaser and I want, you know, I want everything to be okay, but sometimes I put me on the back burner of what I exactly want and what I need. And sometimes when you like start thinking about a relationship when you're really young, you don't really know what you want and what you need. You right. And those things change as you get older. Um, so I would say, look here, honey, like, so what came up? What came up in these meetings? Um, so it just looks like we might not be aligned, and it's we good though. It's good, homie. We should be friends. friends. <laughs> we can be, be friends. friends. I would hope that I would be strong enough to um, see the red flag and not just collect it. Like, yeah, yes. do something yes. about it. Say that. Um, yes. And I saw that from my homegirl Tasha, who wrote in the book that I wrote, "Shameless Plug." We were co-authors in a book. Um, uh, but wait, there's more. You can get it on my uh, Instagram page, shameless plug. But her <laughs> chapter was called 
um, was about collecting red flags. No more red flags. Mm. And it was about how in relationships she was notorious for seeing the flags and just collecting them along the way. Because it was better to be in a relationship than not. Mm. Ah, That's good though. I so I would hope I would hope that I would have the strength to not collect the red flag but to see it for what it is and call call a thing a thing. I will also hope that I will be able to decipher between what is a red flag and just one of my standards that may need to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 You know, yes. I, I want to make sure that it's just not one of my unnecessary expectations. It's just one of my things. Like, I forget, there's another term for it, but where it's just a standard that can be adjusted. Mm-hmm. As opposed the unrealistic to, expectations. You know, yeah, as opposed like to an actual red flag, something that is right. a character flaw that right. I need to be paying attention to. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And there so, is a difference. There is, a, there difference. is a difference. There's yes. a difference between something I just would like and something that is a character flaw that, that I cannot live with. Right. Yes. Okay? I would hope I would be strong enough, discernful enough to know the difference and strong yes. enough that if it's a red flag, not to just collect it and keep going. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And okay? for me, considering that... Uh, we actually went through counseling before we got married and through that i think if something like that would have happened i'm with y'all like uh uh no boy about boy about we're good we're still in we either depending on the flag depending on the situation and scenario because again we we don't know whether they stayed together or they she completely called off the relationship because of how severe it was but if it was something enough where i called off the wedding that can determine whether we're still in this relationship or not. Yes. And if it if it's that severe where we we have to call off this entire relationship, then that's what needs to be done. Um, I'm not gonna stick around if it's something where we get to this right when we're about to get married and it's a big enough situation where I'm like, oh, we gotta stop this wedding. Then that means it's a big enough situation that I probably should not be in this relationship right. anymore. Right. And that just for me that's that's a that's a no-go like i'm i'm definitely with stopping everything you think we have time for one more question yes yeah, one yeah, more. yeah. this yeah, question more. actually ties into what you were just talking about so maybe we can kind of interesting enough we're coming right back to the relationship right. stuff but it says here nobody had a true love for the idea of marriage and why well first of all i don't think that's true says that have, really he said it seemed like in the conversation none of us had it said nobody had a true love for the idea of marriage. But that like wasn't a true. true. example? No, no, like no. None of us loved the, idea, loved the of idea of marriage. But I don't think that was true. I think we there, we have married women in the room. And there are, we, there, there are some of us, not some of us, all of us have a love for the, for the not just the idea, because that's not the thing. It's not the idea of marriage, but, marriage, but the actual sanctity union. of marriage, of, marriage. The, yes. of union, of marriage, and what it stands for. Yes. Okay? So, he said, "Do did you all have a good example of what marriage looked like? So, we can definitely answer that. Did you have a healthy, did you have healthy marriage examples? It seems as if there is more of a hesitation to be married versus a love of marriage and what it represents. Is there a line in the... Is there a line, independence and emasculation, emasculation for women? I'm not sure what he meant by that necessarily. But back to the question where it says, do you all have a good example, or did you all have a good example of what marriage looked like? For me, I did not um, growing up. My, my mom, our mom and my dad, they weren't married. So I didn't have this example right in front of me of like what marriage should be. But then that next part about like the idea of marriage, um, for me, I don't think it's necessarily that I did not 
that I wasn't keen on the idea of marriage. It's just that if I am to get married, I'm going to make sure that it's something for me. Right. Um, I'm going to make sure that it's about the marriage, the relationship before I'm worried about the wedding day. And right. that's kind of what I think we were emphasizing more yes. on. Like people in this generation, it seems like so many people more and more, they're emphasizing the day versus the marriage. And so the that's life. the that it's like that day goes by in a flash. Yes. That my, my wedding day went by so fast. Yes. Um, and it was so so simple, so beautiful, but it went by so fast. And you have a lifetime to live with someone. So. Right. So you need to make sure that I. That's again to emphasize the fact that you need to make sure that you are prepared for the marriage, for the relationship, and that's what we are more keen on. Yeah. yeah, I think we had good examples uh, of of marriage because some of the things, if things were going wrong in the marriages that we saw as children, we didn't know that there were issues, you know, or what the adult issues were, because I I think the adults who were married kept those things, you know, from us from knowing. Okay, here's the issue. So, right. um, you saw good relationships. And some of our examples weren't necessarily our parents. You can't. Yes. You, right. What if your parents aren't the aren't the barometer for what a healthy relationship looks like? Prayerfully, you will have some other examples, and we did have some other yes, examples. Yes, examples yes. of married people that were in our church. We had examples of some uh, aunts and uncles that were married. Yes. We had other uh, friends and mentors that were married. So there were some examples, but were there necessarily examples in our in in our immediate yeah, family? Not necessarily no. so. Not necessarily. Not necessarily so. But we did. We were blessed enough to have some examples around us. Um, to know what we would and would not accept. What we would and would right. not. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a hesitation um, to be married. I think sometimes you just allow life to get in your way and you're, you're focused on your career and not, I'm not focused on, you know, getting married or something at, 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 at this present time. Yeah. Well, one thing I do know, um, that there's no good thing that God will withhold from you. So it doesn't matter if... You're in your 20s and you're not married and you want to be married at, at 25 and it's already 29. Or if you're in your 30s and you want to be married at 25 or you're in your 40s and you want to be married at 30. There's no good thing that you're supposed to have that is being withheld from you. And so if it doesn't mean you're behind in time, right? So there's there's time for all of it if that's what you so desire. Right. So and he had, we have plenty of more questions and we will start answering listener letters like More even regularly. if it's just statements or yeah. comments that you might have about certain episodes, yeah. let us know what episodes you have a comment about. <clears throat> Send us a listening letter to the Sisters Collective Six at gmail dot com, the Sisters Collective Six at gmail dot com via email, or you can inbox us on Facebook or on. Instagram, Instagram mm-hmm. or you can send us a message on Twitter as well. Yep. So we will do more of the listeners. I hope you guys have enjoyed that. Yeah, I did. We so. Welcome we back to so. season two. We season two. All right, ladies. So if there are things that you are letting go in this new season, yeah. we would love to hear it. Sure if you guys are, is among us. Yes, if it's... you guys are starting your family meetings, what are things that you have learned, things that you want to adjust, things that you want to talk about, because we want to hear that too. Yeah, we want to hear all, all of your, your comments okay. and your suggestions and just any of your comments and how things are going. How did you enjoy season one? Yes. Talk to us about yes. that. Yes. What was your favorite episode? What would you like for us to do more of? Send yes. us some topics that you're interested in, some family 
um, some topics that you want to discuss with your family. You want to hear our take on it. Yes. We'll, yes. we'll start doing some of that, too. So send us all those kinds of details and information to the email address, inbox us on any of our social media accounts, and we will see you guys next week. Next, next week. week. Peace Thank out. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Sisters Collective. Tune in next week for another family meeting. Be sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and follow us at The Sisters Collective on all social media platforms.